0: To another episode of Parminio for the modern day Chief of Staff. On this episode, it's all about project and process mastery. What is it? How is it done? And why is it important for the Chief of Staff? Before we get into it, let's just highlight what we're going to cover. First of all, we are going to briefly define what project and process mastery is give some examples of what the desired end state looks like along with that we are then going to briefly um, just discuss how process and project mastery flows from the operating rhythm and cadence how it flows as a natural part of that and has uh, symbiotic relationships with proxy mastery, schedule mastery, as well as strategic and advisory mastery. How those four practice areas, or pillars as we call them, interrelate and support the Chief of Staff's role in keeping the operating rhythm and cadence moving. Third, we're just gonna briefly describe what are the basic skill sets that allow a Chief of Staff to have process and project mastery and then we're going to talk about how a chief of staff can implement this in three stages to gain project and process mastery at an accelerated pace with a plan of action uh, that is coherent and aligns with all the duties of the chief of staff. Okay, so thank you. Now let's get into things here. Um, when we're talking about project and process mastery what what is what does that even mean? okay so um, at a high level we can define it as the ability to manage move and prioritize projects and processes and in initiatives through the operating rhythm, the cadence of the organization using a set of specific skills um, that the Chief of Staff uses. Um, What does that end state state look like? It looks like this. Um, The Chief of Staff knows what projects and initiatives are most important. Um, And so those are given priority. Those link up with the goals and objectives of the organization. The Chief of Staff is working to keep those projects and initiatives on time keep them moving and flowing through the decision-making cycle and process, the operating rhythm, okay? Um, The chief of staff can understand the interdependencies that different projects and processes and initiatives have on each other and can manage those and, and understand those and move those and prioritize those back and forth because of it. The Chief of Staff can use goal setting best practices, theory and attributes to both diagnose um, problems within projects and initiatives as well as make recommendations um, to get those projects and initiatives moving through the operating cycle um, to create movement and resolution. The Chief of Staff can use stakeholder analysis to engage and impact. Um, to help and keep projects and initiatives flowing and moving through the operating uh, cycle. And the Chief of Staff can use uh, advanced or various decision-making skills and methods to keep decisions being made and keep things moving. Um, As we've said many times, core role of the Chief of Staff is to keep the operating rhythm and the tempo and cadence of the organization moving forward. Having project and process mastery along with the necessary associated skill sets is another mechanism that allows the Chief of Staff to do just that. In concert with a number of other um, practice areas and skills that we've discussed, schedule mastery, Proxy Mastery and uh, Strategy and Advisory Mastery. Those three, along with Project Process Mastery, allow the Chief of Staff to have great command over the operating rhythm and allow the Chiefs of Staff to synchronize, integrate, and filter the inputs into that operating rhythm, uh, information, actions, data, processes, meetings, and flowing through with outputs, which are decisions, actions, and cross-course navigation adjustments, right? So project and process mastery flow naturally from that and have uh, interrelated dependencies upon proxy mastery, schedule mastery and strategy mastery as well as we're gonna kind of see it when we talk about a three, three phases implementation plan. Okay, so having project and process mastery is key and fundamental for the chief of staff to keep the operating rhythm moving at a tempo and cadence which the CEO wants. What are the um, specific skill sets that allow the Chief of Staff to have project and process mastery? Let's just discuss some of the key ones, the most important ones. First of all, having a uh, strong knowledge and ability to manage a, a portfolio of projects, so portfolio project management, is a key skill set for the chief of staff to have to be able to prioritize, to understand links and dependencies from one project to another, to understand what are the most important projects and initiatives within that portfolio. So we're making sure we're synchronizing, integrating and filtering based upon that, right? Second, having a good command of goal setting best practices, goal setting attributes, will allow a chief of staff to diagnose and make recommendations um, to go in and where there are projects that are getting behind or potentially having problems to diagnose and make recommendations um, to make adjustments and alters so that those projects can then be flowing through the operating rhythm, right? So having a good command of goal setting uh, best practices is key stakeholder analysis being able to conduct stakeholder analysis there are various different techniques that can be used Um, doing stakeholder analysis at the front end of projects and initiatives is a very good discipline to have Um, there's various analysis we're not going to get into all the details here that's for another day Um, but Um, having command of those tool sets being able to use them understanding people's power and interest and stakes in um, decisions and process changes and initiatives vital for completing uh, initiatives and projects next having a good sense of um, decisions or advanced decision-making methodologies there's various decision-making tools and methodologies out there that can be used. For example, uh, Bain Consulting has a, uh, what they call the rapid uh, decision-making approach. Um, It's an approach that any uh, organization could choose to implement. It's uh, probably much better used on uh, more complex decisions. But if you, as the Chief of Staff, have knowledge and experience in using that method, it could potentially be applied in your organization. Um, it could be taught, it could be used, and it could be adopted. So having knowledge in command of um, various different decision-making methods and skills is another uh, attribute and uh, skill that a chief of staff wants to have. And finally, having um, advanced facilitation skills being able to facilitate meetings um, projects using open and accessible body language and behaviors Um, modeling behaviors that allow a group to feel psychologically safe because we know that when psychological safety is high teams perform better so modeling those skills and modeling those behaviors important Um, to having project and process mastery. So those are all the basic skill sets um, and we talk about those in our book Parmenio as well if you want to find out more about them. Okay, so we can now look at how we can implement uh, project and process mastery in three phases using those um, core skills as the foundations, right? Okay, so in phase one, it's kind of getting things up and running. Phase two, it's kind of gelling those things together. And then phase three, we're up and running. We have mastery over over our skills. We have mastery over the projects and initiatives underway in the organization. We know their importance, their linkage to goals and objectives. It's kind of the process here. Okay, so let's look at it in detail now. Uh, phase one, I'm going to rely on a couple of things that are outside of uh, project and process mastery, um, but they have to do a scheduling mastery and proxy mastery. So in scheduling mastery, we talked about in phase one, and we have a podcast on that, by the way, if you uh, haven't listened to it on scheduling mastery. Um, but in scheduling in phase one one of the things we talked about was quote-unquote lacking down the recurring meetings and processes with the CEO so that means in your uh, early discussions with the CEO you're talking about these things what are the requirements what should the chief of staff be doing for the recurring meetings and processes board meetings annual planning processes staff meetings Um, quarterly review meetings, any monthly review metrics, these agendas, there's material preparation, there's action resolution, there's follow-up on meetings, right, what's the Chief of Staff's role and what will be done going forward. Locking these things down, um, meaning understanding the Chief of Staff's role will allow you to get immersion into those processes and what's going on and clarity. So that's a first step in phase one. Okay, in proxy mastery, one of the things that we talked about was immersion. Immersion into what? Goals, objectives, culture of the organization. Um, in your conversations with the CEO, as well as other senior members of the team, you're wanting to immerse yourself. immerse yourself within the goals and objectives so you can understand what's important if you understand what's important as far as goals and objectives then it will make it much easier to kind of feel hey what projects what initiatives really link to those important goals and objectives I mean we want to live this you want to breathe this so when you're looking at the portfolio of projects and initiatives it just comes naturally and you can just feel What are the projects and initiatives and things going on that are most important? How do we prioritize those? How do we keep those moving? What are the interdependencies? What are the stakeholders? What are the issues? What are the problems? So they can be addressed. We can create resolution. We can move those through the operating rhythm and the decision-making cycle, right? So those are the first two things that you're gonna wanna happen. Um, and they come within scheduling mastery and proxy mastery. Um, But they flow perfectly and they flow nicely right into project process mastery, of course. Because now that you have locked down um, those recurring meetings and processes, um, and you've started to immerse yourself within goals and objectives, when you look at projects from a portfolio management perspective, um, you can start to understand what's important. You can start to prioritize what needs to be worked on. You can start to get a feeling for uh, programs or initiatives that are lagging or behind and their interdependencies with other projects or initiatives and where you need to take action. These are the things that you're gonna want to be updating the CEO and the senior staff about as you um, get more integrated into the organization, right? So those are the three Um, core areas to really get a handle on and lock down and get command of in phase one. Alright, as you start to do that, um, then naturally, goal setting um, and your use of goal setting best practices comes into play. Your use of stakeholder analysis can come into play and um, a little bit further down the line, advanced decisioning methods as well. And you're going to have some opportunities, perhaps early, um, to do some facilitation. And so, as you're doing facilitation, one of the things you're going to want to do is, after you facilitate, ask for some coaching and feedback from uh, senior members of the team or from the CEO. Ask them um, how you did, specific areas that you thought that they they thought you could do better and practice and rehearse your facilitation skills using mental rehearsals and role plays, right? A really good facilitator can help to keep things moving towards resolutions and keep projects moving. And that's what we wanna do. Again, keep the operating rhythm moving, keep it moving at a cadence and tempo that the CEO has set forth for the organization. All right, so that's phase one. Get to phase two, um, a little bit different. So, since we've locked down the recurring meetings and processes from scheduling, um, we've taken care of that. We're starting to work on those. We're immersing ourselves in those. We're gaining knowledge about what's important to the organization um, as we work through those recurring meetings um, and processes, right? Staff meetings, board meetings, whatnot. Um, we're still immersing ourselves. And the organization goals and objectives. Um, but that's coming along further now. So, as we're doing those things, now we're going to be using, to a greater degree, project portfolio management skills. Again, understanding the portfolio of projects and initiatives prioritizing them, keeping them rolling through the operating rhythm and cycle, synchronizing, integrating, and filtering them so that the most important and timely initiatives and projects are flowing through that decision-making cycle and that operating rhythm and cadence. Next, um, using to a higher degree, goal-setting attributes and skills to diagnose and recommend as we can. talking about and using stakeholder analysis. Um, Perhaps you have an organization where there's not a strong discipline in using stakeholder analysis. That gives you an opportunity um, to start using those skills and start to uh, demonstrate and illustrate how they can be used to launch programs and initiatives more successfully. Or perhaps there are projects or initiatives underway where it hasn't been Done, and there hasn't been a communications plan to address the interest of stakeholders and that could be put in play. Um, use your knowledge and skill sets of stakeholder analysis, goal setting, um, to improve the flow of projects and initiatives within the organization. Um, using decision-making skills and methodologies can start to come into play to a higher degree now. If there are complex decisions and it appears that there are not good systems in place for making these decisions, it's not clear about who quote unquote holds the D, the decision making, uh, who has veto power, who has an interest, who puts inputs into um, various decisions. Um, Start to use your skill sets and your knowledge of these to put them in play as you're making progress. Um, Other people can become aware of that. You can ask the CEO for feedback on that. And perhaps there's opportunities to put um, better decision-making methodologies into play in your organization. You don't know yet, but perhaps there are. And finally, using uh, facilitation skills and getting feedback, okay? Now, let's go into phase three. So we looked at phase one, that was phase two. Now, what is phase three? Phase three, we want to get to a point where we have strong project and process mastery. It means we know what the goals and objectives are, we've immersed ourselves. We know what the recurring meetings are and the processes, we've got a strong handle on those. Now it's all about using our skills, project portfolio management goal-setting best practices, goal-setting theory, stakeholder analysis skills, um, decision-making methodologies and skills in our facilitation expertise, all combined to input those skill sets into the operating rhythm. So like what we talked about, the desired end state, we know what projects and initiatives are most important. Those are flowing through the operating rhythm. We know um, the interdependencies that one project has on another, and we manage those. We know the various stakeholders and their positions and interest and power in different projects and, and initiatives. And we work with that in terms of communication plans and input plans and persuasion plans, right? Getting people on board to engage and impact. Um, and then we also use a set of decision-making skills and methodologies, especially if there are complex decisions with internal, external stakeholders, or um, complex decisions about um, you know, different business units or different business units across geographies. Right? What we want to do is bring to bear all our skill sets and our knowledge upon this process in order to keep projects initiatives and processes moving and flowing so that the pace of the operating rhythm and the cadence and tempo that is set aligns with the CEO's goals and perhaps even sometimes nudges them and pushes them a little bit further, right? Um, That's not a bad conversation to have with the CEO, okay? In terms of moving the tempo faster, maybe we can move it faster and not be reckless. We can move it faster and be deliberate methodical, and disciplined. That's always a good conversation to at least have, right? All right, so um, we've talked and defined what project and process mastery is. We've talked about how it flows from the operating rhythm and how it has symbiotic relationships with um, proxy mastery, schedule mastery, strategy and advisory mastery, right? We've talked about the various skill sets involved in project and process mastery. And we talked about how a chief of staff that's coming across or coming on a new position as a chief of staff or with a new CEO can put a plan in place over three phases to accelerate their learning of the organization and accelerate their mastery of proxy and project mastery in order to create a very fast moving, operating rhythm and tempo and cadence that moves at a pace or at a velocity that the ceo wishes all right okay so i want to thank everyone for listening to this episode of parmenio Um, it's greatly appreciated if you have any questions or would like to be on our show as a guest if you're a chief of staff Former chief of staff, love to listen to you. Or if you're a CEO that has had chief of staffs or does have a chief of staff, and would like to be on, please uh, let us know. You can email me at glenn g l e n n at parminio and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you once again for listening to another episode of Parminio.